When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. We're off to the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, which is part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. And Jane Pickett, our resident vet, joining us. Good afternoon, Jane. Good afternoon, Patricia. And a number of questions in. Let's get straight in with this one from Anne in Bandon. And this could become a problem for a number of people, I suppose, with the cost of living and people trying to watch how they're spending money. Question, please, for Jane about a pet cat. How essential is it to continue booster vaccines every year? Now, anti-flea and warming are done every three months. And in between, I can administer those from home. But it's just that the vet's visits and the boosters can be costly. Would it be better if, and would it be okay or would it be better not to miss a year? That's from Anne in Bandon. Okay, so I suppose I completely empathise with the the rising cost of living and really trying to just make sure that what we're doing is essential because, you know, it's very difficult at the moment. So we completely understand as vets and vet practices, we're we're all all experiencing it too. So don't worry about that. Um, I think really in a perfect world, it would be ideal if you didn't miss your annual booster. So some components of the feline cat vaccine um, are due every year. 
Others, depending on your risk, may not be required every year. But I would normally say, let's say we live in a rural area here. So um, I, I would normally advise that most components be given uh, every year in the patients that we see around here because there's lots of stray cats and they tend to go outside. And we also live in a rural area. But that said, every situation is different. So maybe it might be worth having a discussion with your vet about your own cat's lifestyle if they're largely home-based rather than going outside in the garden and having access to other cats and things may be a little bit different. So it's worth having that conversation with your vet. However, what I would say is missing out on their annual health check is really not something I would advise. And that's generally done at the same time as their annual vaccination, so their annual booster, because annual health checks are really essential. If it was you or I and we were feeling a little bit ill or had some subtle symptoms, we'd be able to recognise that and know we needed to go to the doctor. Whereas for cats and dogs, they're really subtle creatures. Historically, they had to, when they were out in the wild hundreds of years ago, they had to be seen to be really strong and not weak because that would mean that they would be prey. So they're really, really good at being very stoic and hiding any symptoms that they may have if they're subtle. So having a full physical exam with your vet at least once a year, and I would normally advise an older patients twice a year to pick up on subtle signs that we'd see on physical exam and then more of an exploration of talking about how their habits are changing at home is really, really essential to keep on top of their health long term. So although I would say, yes, the, the booster is essential, but, you know, depending on your cat's lifestyle, there may be changes that you could discuss with your vet. But really, the big thing I would say you you can't miss their annual health check. So yeah, well and that's why that. with if and there seems to be so many feral cats and some areas are overrun with uh, feral cats. They carry a lot of disease, don't they? They do, unfortunately. So the unvaccinated cat population really, uh, you know, obviously the, as a country and as many countries do, we have we have a problem with that. Um, and unfortunately, because they don't have loving owners to take care of them, they are in a situation where the vast majority of them have never had a vaccination. So a lot of them are wandering around with viral and bacterial causes of cat flu, and that's quite easily spread. And other diseases, for example, the feline leukemia virus is something we can vaccinate against. And that's something that, you know, is, is out there in the cat population of unvaccinated cats so I'd say you know if your cat has any access to the outdoors and you and you might think that he might just go into the garden and have a little pot around and then go back into the house and let's say for some older cats that might be the case but we know that in younger cats their roaming territory area is actually really quite large so the likelihood of them meeting other cats possibly unvaccinated and carrying disease is actually really quite yeah, high yeah. Um, it, okay. in an urban and rural area. So. Okay, good advice. Okay, hi uh, Patricia, could you please ask Jane, how can I stop a foster doggy from getting up on chairs to pee? He is neutered, by the way, thanking you. Okay, so a new a new dog to the household. Oh, wow. Getting up on chairs to pee is quite the problem. (laughs) Nobody wants that in their house. Okay, so it's probably just that he's really unsettled and quite nervous in that environment. So I'm sure you're doing a great thing taking on a foster dog. It's a really beautiful thing to do. But a lot of the pets that will come through the foster system, you know, obviously they may have a history that we're unaware of in some situations. Um, They may not be used to, let's say, a standard home environment in some cases. So it may take a little bit of adjustment, but I understand we don't want him peeing all over the furniture. The first thing I'd say is make sure he has ample opportunity to do his peas outside as best you can. Take him out super, super often so there's nothing left in that bladder for him to be tempted to put it on the sofa. Um, 
I would say, if at all possible, discourage him from going onto the sofa for the moment. Um, that's just because if that, the behaviour of kind of peeing himself happens most on the sofa, you know, if you can avoid him being on the sofa, that would be really helpful. Make sure he doesn't have access to the room where he's doing it, unless he's accompanied by yourself. You don't want him going in there and doing some sneaky pees. Um, I, I would wonder one thing is, is he doing a bit of a nervous wee when he gets onto the sofa? So if he's not used to having, let's say, lots of fuss and attention um, and that would happen, let's say, if he's cuddling on the sofa with the family, um, he might just be doing a little bit of a nervous wee because he doesn't really quite know how to deal with the situation. So what I'd suggest is for the meantime, I'd maybe keep him off the sofa, get him really used to his situation before you let him onto the sofa again and make sure he's emptied his bladder outside. But I think it may just be time and adjustment if there is any way of safely washing your sofa without destroying it, which is always a challenge to get the smell of ammonia and kind of residual pee smell that the dog might have have noticed and marked, then that would be really brilliant. Um, when a dog pees somewhere, they can smell it even if we can't and they have kind of marked that as an area that's their toilet. So it may be a little bit challenging. So if there's any way you can get the smell or residue off it and safely wash it without wrecking the sofa, I'd really try and do that yeah, as well. And the fact that it's help. a foster dog, you just don't know the background and what, what it's been through. Yeah. OK, there seems to be a problem with uh, dogs peeing today because I've got two questions. I think I can tie them both in together. Mary uh, says, please help. We have an 11 year old Yorkshire Terrier, always great with doing his toilet business and doing it outside but for the last three months he started peeing indoors and then another listener has an elderly diabetic dog who has all of a sudden become very incontinent he is an indoor dog fully house trained I let him out regularly to go to the loo but he'll come back in a few minutes later pool of wee on the floor I'm wondering are dog nappies a success will they keep them on even if just for a few hours in the evening as I get into the stage I'm going to have to put him out of the house at night it's getting so bad Okay, so two older dogs. Is this is this common in older dogs? It is quite common in older dogs. But what I will say is, although it's quite a common symptom in older dogs, so wetting in the house or more peeing frequently than usual, there are a multitude of causes that can cause them. They would all require different management and treatment. So I suppose, first of all, our little diabetic dog, um, if he started peeing more just recently, I would just double check with your vet um, whether he needs a checkup for his diabetes again. So diabetes is normally treated with an insulin treatment. So an insulin injection, either once or twice daily, depending on your dog's stability. And usually the aim of the game is to control their diabetes so that their urination becomes normal again. One of the key symptoms we see with diabetes is an increase in urination. So there's a lot more wee than usual. And normally when the treatment is successful, that settles down again. Now, what I will say is that it could have been that everything was perfectly hunky-dory until three months ago as regards this treatment, but things have changed. And that's really quite common. Diabetes does tend to change over time. Usually when we have one dose, we'll need to adjust it several times during that pet's life, depending on their stability of their blood sugars. Um, so I, I would say in that situation where there has been an abrupt change and there is a medical background of diabetes, I would check with your vet. You may need to run some basic tests to assess how well your dog's diabetic stability is going um, and just to check his urine as well because a lot of the time dogs with diabetes because they can sometimes have extra sugar in the urine that shouldn't be there is really, really common that they get urinary tract infections, so so water infections um, and that needs treatment and that may help things to settle down. So there may be an underlying medical reason for it in in the diabetic dog. So I'd say definitely worth seeing your vet to see if, if, if they can rule those simple things out. Out for you as regards the older yorkshire terrier i believe yeah that 
has just started started weighing inside for no apparent reason i would say similar to our diabetic dog you want you want to make sure that there's no underlying reason medically for it and that it's not just behavioral change so really common things in older dogs are changes in their kidneys sometimes they can have i suppose in in female dogs sometimes their their bladder can just become a little bit weaker that doesn't tend to be the case in males um but sometimes it can be something as simple as an infection sometimes it can be something more deeper like a problem with the kidneys that needs managing sometimes if all of those things have been ruled out by your vet it can be behavioral change so as we age a little bit um, and in dogs, sometimes they can get cognitive dysfunction. So their change in their usual routine and habits can happen. And sometimes that that manifests as a dog kind of untoilet training themselves and weeing inside. But one other thing I just keep in mind is have a little think about your dog's mobility. Are they really comfortable walking around and moving around and as they would have been when they were a little bit younger? Or are they a little bit stiffer, stiffer and creakier than they were? A really common thing I see sometimes where uh, an older dog is now peeing in the house and we've ruled out all of the other underlying causes for, for, for weeing inside being a medical issue is a lack of mobility. And as we move into the winter months, we know that dogs with arthritis, they suffer a, a little bit more through the winter same as humans do sometimes so it could be that if your dog has some underlying arthritis so joint issues a bit of stiffness it might be that they might want to go outside but they're a bit painful and they might be getting caught short inside so there's a number of different possibilities but i'd really i'd really say in a situation we need to make sure that there's nothing medical going on that we can help that little dog with first that needs to be um, checked before, out. before we put it down to behavior okay, okay we'll leave it there jane have a good week and we'll chat again next thursday you too. Thank Thanks you very a million. Much. That's Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.